Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Breaking the Game show here on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. A special edition, you know, a tribute episode. This is not the normal time slot that Austin and I have assigned here on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. But, you know, the guys, our producers and whatnot, were really... um, were really sympathetic to us wanting to do some sort of tribute show, you know, people mourn in all different kinds of ways. And, you know, there's really no wrong way to mourn so long as you're not harming yourself or others around you. And, uh, we wanted to take this opportunity, Austin, I'll introduce you real quick. Um, Austin, you know, wanted to give this opportunity for us and we have some special guests with us today just to kind of mm-hmm. untangle our thoughts and feelings about, you know, the passing of not only Kobe Bryant, but as we were preparing for the show, we also heard of the tragic news that Sekou Smith had uh, passed away due to COVID issues. Yeah. Um, you know, thanks for having me on again, Stephen, And thank you to uh, Couch Coach and Jerg, you know, for coming on the show. Uh, I think anybody who's watched our show probably knows both of you guys have been on before. Um, it's it's a rough day for sure. Um, you know, obviously it's the one year anniversary of Kobe's passing, but then with Seku Smith as well, it just kind of hit you again, you know, as soon as, you know, as soon as you kind of start to look back on a year ago and then, you know, today it happened again. So today's not going to be a very good day in the basketball world going forward, but uh, you know, at least we get to talk about it. Absolutely. And, and you touched on the guests that we have come in here on the show today. Uh, couch coach live of, uh, you know, the couch coach live show. We got you on here, Chris. And then also Jerg, you know, you've been on our show since we've been on dash radio. How y'all fellas doing? Doing good, you know. Yeah, yeah pretty good. That's, I mean, considering considering you know everything that's gone on that we're, yeah. you know, we're going to be touching on today regardless. And then again, you know, Stacey Smith passing. You know, he's inspiration to a lot of us. You know, especially people trying to you know cut their teeth in media. Uh, Sekou Smith, by all accounts, you know, you you read stories and you've seen him interact with people, and you know, just seem like such a personal guy. And you know, forty eight years young, you know, it's a it's it's hard to fathom that um couch i just want to give you an opportunity uh you you've been watching the game you've been around sports a little bit longer than me not by much but um i just want to give you an opportunity real quick before we touch on kobe um just how you knew seku smith as a as a fan and you know some of the impressions that you got from him or memories yeah um i remember seku definitely um like we talked, like we talked about earlier, um, NBA TV, and then also NBA.com. That's why I know him really more so than anything. Um, and like, and even uh, something that you touched on, um, and we in on our chat, he had that zest. He had that type. Like you knew he loved the game. It wasn't like you no know, fakeness. It was it was real. Um, he enjoyed the game, and I think, and I did also enjoy. The diff, um, as far as the tweets that you had in our group chat is from other guys like Marcus Haynes, um, um, Marcus Spears, um, or Mark Spears, pardon me, Mark Spears, um, other guys in, in the business. And you and it's to see that kind of and I like those type of things where you see the person, like I see, um, Chris Haynes had him riding a bike during the um, during the bubble, I, that was kind of cool. And then, uh, Mark Spears. They took. I like they took a picture together. Those type of moments, and this just lets you know, like you know, he had so much impact on people's lives, and and just my condolences out to his his wife and his three children. Absolutely. And, and, it's, and then once again, the basketball world, we lost we lost another icon in the media world. Yeah, it's a truly truly sad moment, and uh, you know, we wanna we wanna you know untangle you know thoughts, feelings, emotions about this, but also just you know also pay the, the positive to this, you know, the impact that he has had on a, on a specific community and, you know, the tutelage of, you know, that he, he undertook with other people. He obviously mentored so many people, uh, Jurgen, you know, we were talking about this in our Twitter chat and, you know, it's sad news about Seku Smith. Just kind of want to pose that same question to you. What are some of the impressions and, you know, how you personally, you know, took in Seku Smith's work? So I I think with a guy like Seku, who we as uh, coach talked about, and Stephen, as you spoke about both before and during the show, like as a guy that we end up seeing and reading his work and what he does, 
the true test of a man's character from from people we see on screen is who he is behind that camera, who he is with the people he works with, not just his fellow media uh, peers, but the, the camera people, the sound guys, you know, the interns and the people that he mentors. And from everything that we've seen, the the outpouring of emotion and praise from other people about him is just a dude that genuinely loved and cared about the profession he was in for for a guy for a profession like media it's a hard business and there are some really difficult people in that business like in law or in medicine there are just genuinely rough people you're gonna meet and from people sharing stories of how they were interns and he treated them as if he was as if they had worked there for years and he had seen them every day. Like his co-workers, like Coach mentioned, like sharing like photos like uh, of them just relaxing or going on bike rides, you know, just being each other like that really just goes to show who he was as a human being, which which can't be lost and all that. Like for a guy like that, as successful as he was and a lot of NBA fans particularly like people like us who who love media so much and with a guy like Seku Smith uh read his work and and want to see what he talks about to know that a guy like that was just as genuine of a human being outside of it as he was the guy that we saw on camera it 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 means a lot and uh like coach said like back way back when he was like writing stuff for nba.com I remember some of my earlier articles that I read on NBA.com because I wasn't really too in, it's that that good with the internet as a child, but some of my earliest sports articles I I uh, read was Seku Smith, and I could just tell even from reading he loved the game. And then when you see him on TV, he loves the game. For a guy who loves the game of basketball and sports in general to that level, to 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 hear the news that we heard earlier, it's just really crushing to hear. And the NBA community, like Coach said, we lost a gem of a human being. We lost a gem of a contributor uh, to the game to guys like us. And like he said, condolences to his family, man. Because one thing he cared about so much, and I know you guys can all attest to this, because you guys all have families and kids. Like he loved his kids and his family so much, and it it you hurt you hurt for them right now. It's it's rough. Absolutely. And thank you for that, Jerry. Austin, same questions, you know, kind of your interactions or, um, you know, how you've kind of consumed some of Seku's work or how you knew him, the impressions that he's given to you as well. Um, well, I, I kind of had to really go brush up on where I knew him from. Um, I, it's a, a name I wasn't super familiar with off the top of my head, to be honest, but um, I did you know, go back and look at some things and I, I clicked right away. I remembered who he was. I've seen him on TV for years. You know, I have read some of his work. Um, the thing that really strikes me the most is just go on Twitter and search his name and look at everybody that's associated with the NBA. Everybody that's ever worked with him has nothing but good things to say, you know, like incredibly good things to say. And just the impact he had on so many people, it, it it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, just, like Clay Thompson, Rachel Nichols, you know, every, every, you just scroll through it and every name, you know, that's on ESPN or on Turner or on Fox, you know, they all have something great to say about him. And, and it's, it's just, it's hard to, hard to deal with, hard to, you know, really process that it, 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 it that it's real that this, this kind of thing happened because of a pandemic, especially after he made it through the bubble and all the things that he's done with the NBA since COVID really hit, you know, for, for that to be the reason just makes it even, even kind of harder and, and more like, I guess in your face, I don't know. Um, definitely not something that I wanted to come on here and talk about, but um, you know, at least he's in a better place, I hope and think, think he probably is. So try to, you know, take it in step. And I, I guess remember the good things about him. Yeah, absolutely. And just, I want to encourage anybody who's watching or listening, you know, we, we're not trying to come on here and, and do anything other than provide, you know, a safe place for people to come and pay respects to, you know, a, a legend in, in the media. Um, I remember listening to Seku Smith on NBA hang time. That's where I consumed a lot of his work, you know, as a podcast that he did. And, you know, he'd, he'd have, you know, fellow media members on, he'd have athletes on and he, he just 
the way that he sounded. I loved his intro. You know, you know who it's my man Seiku. Like he was just like the epitome of cool in the media as far as digesting podcasts and you know just when we're doing what we're doing, right? Like all of us, you know, have aspirations to be where Seku Smith was, you know, whenever, you know, as he's, as he's left this earth, you know, we've all had that aspiration. And, you know, the, the fact that he, it never felt like that he lost who he was in the mix of it. You know, it, it never felt like he, that, you know, the position outgrew the man, you know what I mean? He just, he seemed like such a genuine guy and I loved listening to his podcast. I have it on player FM. It's an app that I used to listen to a lot of, basketball podcast and I always look forward to to listening to him and you know a lot of articles and stuff like that he's inspired pro if he could if he's somehow able to see what's happening right now in the midst of him leaving this earth you know it's probably just genuine would genuinely be touched that you know there's people from Arkansas from you know from Virginia from Indiana from you know the New York and Florida area there's people all over the country who aren't who he hasn't even really interacted with, but, you know, genuinely has touched our lives in, in, a, in many ways. And I'm sure that he would be, you know, completely humbled by that based off of, you know, everything that I've read and seen and listened to, to about the man, you know, truly a legend in the industry. But, um, you know, th- again, couch, like you said, thoughts and prayers to his, his family, his wife, you know, leaves behind a beautiful family. And, it's as a family man myself, it's it's hard to imagine, but right. yeah, Very well, um, you know, again, as if that wasn't hard enough, you know, now we're going to kind of pay tribute to um, Kobe Bryant and, uh, you know, everyone else who was lost in, in that accident that happened, you know, about a year ago, by the time you're listening to this. Um, and we're going to kind of just pay tribute to the man, uh, the father, the, the husband, the, the athlete. Um, entrepreneur, you know, all those hats that he wore on his head, you know, we'll going to kind of do the same thing, fellas. We'll go around and get your impressions and interactions and, you know, how he's inspired you. Um, Couch, we'll go ahead and get started with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think what Kobe was interesting about it, at, you know, I was able to have that opportunity to follow his career from start to finish. Um, you know, unlike, you know, Jordan's of the world. But um, it was just um, amazing to kind of just see how everything played out. I think one of the things I really remember in his early early career was, um, was just how his confidence, his confidence was just so sky high. I even remember the situation against um, Utah where he airballed. And that's something that even – I didn't, it's funny now thinking about it as an adult. And of how he still had that confidence and he was able to persevere and kind of um, live through that. And he never lost an inch of that confidence due to a failure like that. So that's one of the things where when we think about the mama mentality, I really think about that essentially. And one of the biggest moments where he failed, he still had that mama mentality where he wanted to get better. Um, and then also his just the whole totality of his career, I just enjoyed um, seeing him play at first, you know, just as I always looked at him as like, man, he's he's like Jordan 2.0. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. once like Jordan retired, I was like, yeah, this this man is this man is official. Um, but even from the jump, even the slam dunk contest in Cleveland in 1997, <laughs> I don't know who you even jerk. Think about it at that time. 97. But, uh, 97 yeah. I was seven. I was seven. <laughs> yeah, me too. October of 97. So I just missed out on that. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, um, that the slam dunk contest that was um cool, and just the whole fact of him, you know, when the all star going to the all star game. You know, that, that Lakers team that had four All-Stars on that team, he didn't even start, but he started in the All-Star game. So that was kind of one of those things where it's like that was the kind of thing you look at, like his career was going to be blossoming. And then the NBA Finals run in the early 2000s. And and it's funny to think, and it's, and it's funny to think he was in his 20s. Like he was like, at that time, he was like 21, 22 and like dominating like he was in the NBA finals. And it's just it's just one of those things. And then just even his whole totality of his career. And then his post, you know, his after after he um after, you know obviously the 60 point game, the final game uh, final game of his career. And then unfortunately the final three years of his life, which and it's and it's crazy to think like and like you say even a year later it's still still shock. It's still a shocking because it one of the most poignant things I've listened to. This was like matter of fact, it was 
2020. So he was on up in um, um all the smoke podcast. And to hear him talk, he just felt so full of life. He felt like if and you know how some people when and we've had people in our lives that pass away, there's a <clears throat> there's a certain type of finality that you feel like in a certain way. But this was this was different. Like this felt like I'm gonna hear more of this. Like, you know, it's not saying like took granted for the other other the opportunity to hear it, but it's like he just got so he had so much wisdom to give to everyone. I figured even in that podcast in January, I never would have thought in a million years that he would have passed away. And that's probably would have been one of the last type of kind of audio that we had of Kobe Bryant in that type of in that type of realm. Because he, he just felt so full of life. He talked about his family. He talked about like even when his his, his knew his daughter um dating, how he's gonna approach that and just everything and how he was, you know, he wanted to grow old with Vanessa and and it's just to think like and that's that's I think hearing that that's why I think it really like that really messed me up for a minute because like he just he just felt so full of life. And I kept on thinking in my mind, like even after that podcast, like He's going to be like the next ambassador of this league. He's going to be our generation's Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be the guy that's always going to be around the All-Star weekend, mentoring the guys and especially the younger guys and like he in the, like he was saying about how he gives like these guys advice and he, you know, telling them like, you know, they asking, "Well, what should what should I do in this predicament?" No, just be yourself and just do you. And that's like that's another it's just and it's and then the thing about it, you you know a guy has impact. But once he passed away, the impact of it was just it was it was something that I, it was something that really blew my mind. It was just it everyone felt that. And it was just so it was it was so crazy. Like to just to think. And then what messed me really up, and I really want um the, the the final tweet when Kobe broke his, um, when um, LeBron James broke his record and he was saying the game is in good hands. And even then I didn't feel that was like a finality. I figured, okay, well, yeah, that's a great thing to do. But then when you think about it the next day, you're like, oh my God, like this is, this, this cannot happen. And, and it's just, you, and it's like you said, it's, it's so crazy to think and you, you, it kind of put a lot of stuff in perspective. Just make you realize because you you always think you got time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about this life. You always think you have time, and sometimes you just don't. And it's oh man, it's just it's 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 crazy, man. Yeah, just, for sure. Yeah, yeah thank you for sharing. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Yeah. I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, Jerg uh, posed the same question to you. You know, you're kind of the young buck in the in the in the group, so. <laughs> Really interested to kind of see see what your perspective on how Kobe, you know, impacted you. So, from a very young age, for myself, I, I was I was really young, too young, essentially, when he was quote unquote number eight Kobe, because you know, wearing two jerseys, eight and twenty four. I was too young to really have vivid memories of the number eight Kobe. So a lot of that I've had to rewatch secondhand on him. I, I think Stephen. When you talk about the breakdown of Kobe, there's a couple ways to break it down where it's it's the player, the the family man, and then post-retirement, I think, is three ways to break it down. I'm going to go with each one really fast. The, sure. the, the player on another planet-level stratosphere universe, that's who Kobe was. From what he was on the court to being such a dominant scorer, uh, a leader to his guys, he wasn't scared to get in anyone's face to try to make them better and to get himself fired up as well in a game. He 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 would accept failure because he did not let it deter him. He used fear and failure as motivators to never allow his mind to hit a mental block. Like Coach said very early on in his career, uh, the air balls against Utah – uh, you, people forget early in the Shaq and Kobe tenure before they were winning championships, they were always losing in five games or getting swept out of the playoffs. So to continue to swallow those bitter pills and to, to think about what more could I have done to not let that stop him, but to continue to motivate him to a level of excellence and greatness that you quite literally sometimes only see once in your lifetime as a sports fan or once in a generation, at least if you're lucky, 
Like he was just something else on the court. And there's so many different moments that we could go into. Uh, the only one I'm going to say off the top of my head is because I find this funny when thinking about uh, with Kobe. It's like, that's, I think that's the only guy who he broke your heart so many times. And yet you, you just loved him even when he did it. Uh, well, it was, you know what? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to, my favorite ever Kobe Bryant commercial was uh, the retirement, right? Yeah. And uh, where they took that, you know, the Percy Sledge, you know, I've been loving you too long to stop now. And they took, uh, you know, Kobe was out there on the court and they're yep. like, Ooh, you suck. And then like, he just like starts conducting <laughs> the favorite. audience and you start, you start seeing, uh, you know, Rashid Wallace and Paul Pierce come up and start singing some of the lyrics of that song. Oh man. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I just, I had no, to share. no issues at all. That, that, that is an amazing and such a touching commercial. Cause it's like a guy that so many fans, like we can admit it. Like we booed him when he was in his prime at his peak. Cause he time. was, cause he was so excellent. Cause when he came out on the court, you were terrified of what he was going to do to your team. Uh, the memory for me is the crazy, like fadeaway shot. He hit over D Wade uh, and the heat. Uh, it was one of the Lakers' uh, uh, last championships. I forget if it was the 09 or 2010 one. Like, it happened in one of those years. And I just remember, like, I was sad we lost, but I'm like, man, it's Kobe, man. Like, I can't I can't be mad that he hit that because that's what he does. Like, he was such a killer on the court, like, from very early on in his career with him and Shaq to as he grew older in his career. Like, it, it, that was just a level of appreciation that – it's so hard to have that for guys. And he was one of the guys that I, I'm not going to say he demanded it because he didn't literally demand it. He, his presence commanded the respect and awe and adoration of everyone who watched. Uh, when it comes to the family, man, as we said with Seku Smith, like just the heartbreak of leaving his wife and his other three girls behind is just devastating. No amount of words can even put any of that into perspective of the pain that is and as like as we said a year ago ever since you know condolences to his family and those closest to him because that's that's something that like you never think that you'll experience in this lifetime like to lose someone like that so soon uh what what he meant to me personally i derived so much from kobe when i was a youth basketball coach like i would tell my boys stories of kobe of what I saw and what I heard about him. I would tell them that at the USA Olympics for the Olympics, he would get up at three and 4 AM to go on a bike ride and then go into practice and do all that. You know, D Wade telling and the story of when they were going in to get breakfast, he had already done his first workout of the day. Um, he, him, uh, I, I forget who it was with, but there was like a story. Kobe was just going through very basic basketball moves and the person, I forget if it was a reporter or a player, asked him, why was he doing that? He said, uh, if I'm going to be a master, I need to master everything even down to the basics. Like, all of that, just the appreciation and love he had for the game. Like, I, I, I love that so much where it's like I wanted my boys to understand that, not just for basketball but for their own lives. Like, if you're going to love something with all that you can, you have to commit to it. And you have to love it with everything you have. And that's what Kobe was for the game. And the last point about what his retirement was, like Coach said it, and like a lot of people can attest to the fact that so many people saw Kobe from the beginning of his career to the end. And in that time, you saw a, a literal teenager become a grown adult man yeah. from the, that kid who came to L.A., expectations on his shoulders it's the lakers he wanted to go there he was traded there they wanted him teaming up with Shaq. he had the expectation and he delivered and from that young man to the man with uh ended up with four uh, amazing daughters uh, an amazing wife just having a family uh seeing all the mistakes he made and all the good things he did you literally saw like it felt like a human being's lifetime in his career but the thing was we we didn't get the rest and coach kind of talking about you know what he heard when it first happened or just before i remember when kobe passed and on espn dan lebitard uh last year one thing that dan pointed out that it completely escaped my mind was that with a guy to the level of kobe as sports fans we always get to see almost always get to see 
the rest of their lives play out. When you go back into previous generations, recently Hank Aaron passing away, Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, uh, even guys who are in their 50s and 60s now, Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, uh, a guy who uh, passed away a few years ago with hockey, Gordie Howe. Like, we always get to see, almost always get to see our legends live on the rest of their lives and do what they were going to do. And like Coach said, he was going to be an ambassador to the game. He was going to be the Bill Russell of this generation. He was going to be an ambassador to the growth of women's basketball. That's right. And the fact that that was taken away, not just from us, but from him, from his family, like that's the part I think like when you really feel emotional, it's that like we, we saw the, the basketball career in totality, but we didn't get to see the life he was going to have with helping players, helping kids, all of that, like being uh, at, at, and he, he did become this ultimately, obviously, but not the way we wanted where he was amazing. He was a legend. He is literally etched in history. He is immortal. And we wanted to see that play out the way it usually does of growing the game, of doing his own ventures, of being a businessman, being a coach, being a father, being at the sideline of what would have been Gigi's WNBA games. We we were going to see that. And the fact that we didn't, I think, is the deepest hole left in the heart for, for, for just fans who never got to know him. Right. Absolutely. Thank you, Jerry, for sharing that, man. Uh, Austin, you're you're our uh, resident Laker fan, so I know that uh, that you had a you had a lot of um, personal attachment to him as a player, and I'm sure as you've grown as a man, watching him grow as a player, and you know as a family man, I, I just I would love for if if you feel if you feel so inclined to you know kind of share the Definitely. the impact that Kobe had on you. Um. Well, first of all, it's it, my my relationship as a fan of his is it was weird because I grew, I became a Lakers fan really because of Shaquille O'Neal and started following them when Shaq got there. And when they had their breakup for a long time, I mean, I stayed a Lakers fan. I still am to this day, obviously, but Kobe wasn't always like the, the hero superstar, you know, superhero that a lot of guys see him as to, to me at least. Um, and I, I regret that to this day, to be honest, because I, I feel like I took a lot of his greatness for granted for a long time. And as I got older and as he got older, I, I you know, I, I came around again eventually. And, and you know, it, it goes without saying that it means a lot to a lot of people when the same night of his last game was the chance for the Warriors to break the all-time single-season wins record. And I think, what, like twice as many people watched Kobe's last game. Like, yeah. I, I didn't turn it off for a second. And for him to to have that sixty point game was was just wild. But more than that, all the way back to the the first three Pete that they him and Shaq won together. Say what you want about Magic and Kareem. Say what you want about LeBron and and Anthony Davis or, or any other duos. At, at their peak in in two thousand two, two thousand one, they they won they lost one finals game in two years. Uh, Kobe and Shaq both averaged over 25, you know, Kobe Shaq was well over 30 and, and Kobe was at like 25 and then 27 and the third time. But I, I think in 2002 against the Nets, they swept the Nets and had only three guys on that team scored double figures. And it, it was just, those was a two good were, Nets team too. It was a really yeah, good Nets. They had Kenyon Martin and Jason Kidd and quite a good, quite a few good players. I think they went back to the finals the next year. Yeah. Um, but they, it was just, when those two were at their best on the court, it was like an, another level. And, you know, I've been to a few Lakers games. Actually, unfortunately, the best seats I ever got to a, uh, a Lakers game were when they were playing the uh, Phoenix Suns. I was actually I almost had floor seats. I was in the sixth row. And uh, two nights before the game, we had just found out we were getting tickets. My sister got us tickets. And two nights before the game we were supposed to go to, Kobe got in a fight and he got suspended for the next game. So I didn't get to see him play, but he was there. So that was neat. And, you know, I think Shaq had like 40 points. So it was still pretty fun to watch. But I went and saw him um, play against the Pacers uh, the year that he tore his Achilles. Um, The Pacers did a, a kind of a like a Black Friday sale for tickets. And so I was able to go 
fairly cheap and sit really close to the floor. And I still have just some pictures and I can't even remember if he made the shots or not, but just pictures on my, on my phone of him like floating through the air in the middle of the lane with four guys on him. And he's just like a foot above everybody else just shooting it. And, and it was just, you know, that classic form that he had. And it just, you, I'm sure you guys can all picture it in your mind mm -hmm. and, you know, just, think about everything that he did in his career and outside of his career. I mean, he performed a rap song at the 2000 NBA <laughs> all-star game with Tyra Banks. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but just think about that. Like how many other NBA players, maybe Shaq, maybe have, have done much of a, like a performance thing at the all-star game and then played in it. You know, it was, it's just crazy to think about. And, you know, I'm looking over just some of these, crazy stat lines and stuff like 2005, 2006, he had 56, 30 point games. That's insane. 56, 30 point games. He had 82. He had 61. He had 51 twice. He had 50 twice. So over 60%, over 60% of the season, he was yeah. hanging 30 pieces on people. And I think he had 20, 40 point games that year. If I'm counting it right, it looks like 20 or 21. And it's just, some of the some of the greatest moments that I have memories of in basketball are, are around Kobe Bryant's just ridiculous performances. And some of the the most lasting images in my head are of him, you know, pulling his jersey up over his mouth or sticking his jaw out and making that weird face that he made that, you know, everybody knew what it meant. Everybody knew what it meant. Like it was you were you were done. Like you didn't have a chance at that point. Like he was going to. He was going to kill you. And it was weird. It's, it is weird almost to see how, how much he was a carbon copy of Michael Jordan in so many ways. Oh, scary. Until the end of his career came. And then he kind of almost like learned from what he saw from Michael Jordan, where, where Michael Jordan kind of still has that chip on his shoulder. And he still kind of seems like the same, like ultra competitive guy. Kobe kind of let all that go. And opened up and people, I think the saddest thing about it is we were just really starting to see who he really was. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he had a lot of stuff left to talk about and, you know, thankfully he found movie making and didn't, didn't become a rapper, but, uh, cause that wouldn't probably have worked out as well. But the, you know, the movie he made, the short film mm -hmm. that won the awards was, was really good. And, you know, I think he had a lot more of that in him, um, and he did. He, you guys all said it, and and that was the first thing I was thinking when when I came on here tonight was, you know, he was supposed to be that guy that was you were going to see on the sidelines, you know, laughing and shaking hands with LeBron and 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 guys at, at half court at halftime and like Bill Russell does. He was supposed to be around the game for the rest of our lives, you know, yeah. and and just to think about everything else that that happened and that was lost and that crash, all the lives that were lost. It's 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 a really you know, it's a hard thing to, to really articulate how, how much it affects you. And it, it's a weird feeling, but I know everybody gets it when I say it's how much someone affected you that you never even met, you know, yeah. like yeah. I, I never talked to the guy for a minute in my life. I never met him. I never shook hands with him, but, and a lot of people that looked up to him never did, but it's, it was insane. The, the, the reach of his, you know, how many people's lives he, he, influenced and um one of the other things was that always kind of struck me weird about kobe that was just so awesome was like you guys said for for 18 years he was a he was like a, a villain he was a bad guy nobody liked him i last person in the world that was ever going to have that you know farewell tour season that he had i didn't think he would ever want something like that i think he would want to win a title and go out on top like a killer like he always was and to see him kind of do that 180 and, and really open up his life to people I, I i mean who who wasn't excited to see what what was yet to come from him and to to lose him the way that we did and i mean i'm sure you guys remember where you were when you heard the news i, I was at lunch like with my wife and daughter getting pizza and mm -hmm. my dad sent me a text message and i was like he said pretty sad about kobe huh you think it's true and i said what 
and, and he told me and I, yeah. I was like, my dad's old. He, he heard something wrong. <laughs> you know, he, he read a text message wrong or something. Yeah. And I didn't think there was any possibility that that was real. Yeah. And I never even thought about it until coach just said um, that last tweet that he, that he put out, you know, the game's in good hands. Like that's got a really kind yeah. of somber, like the writing on the wall kind of feel to it now. And yeah. It's just it's creepy. So I, I don't like thinking about that. But you know, we we lost a legend. We lost a great guy. His his wife and the kids that are still still here, you know, are obviously hurt the most from it. But um, you know, Kobe was a a different dude for sure. He he they don't make him like they don't make him like him anymore. There's nobody in the NBA like Kobe now. And I don't know if we ever saw ever see somebody like that again. Yeah. Well, thank you, Austin, for for sharing that. And uh, I'll go ahead and kind of share like my my feelings and impressions and stuff. And it's funny. I'm just sitting here looking at it, listening to everybody. And like I have this Slam Magazine cover, greatest class ever. And obviously, uh, you know, 96 was a was a big year for the NBA draft. And Kobe Bean Bryant was on there. You know, he's supposed to be playing for the the Charlotte Hornets at the time. Uh, Jerry West, the, the genius that he is said we need to do whatever we can to pick this guy up Vladi divach goes and you know, <laughs> the rest is history so that was uh that was a even the very beginning of, of kobe bryant's nba career you know coming out of lower marion you know getting he, he and vanessa were fairly young when they got married too so like my wife and i when we got married we were 20 and 19 so i kind of kind of relate to that you know as well getting married young and you know, obviously what he does for a living is a little bit different than, than me being in the military, but you know, he, um, you know, th- just the very beginning of his career, you know, Vladi Divac was a Laker legend, you know, I mean, at that time he was one of the best players on the team, you know, for quite some time. And, you know, the fact that Jerry West was willing to give up Divac for this kid coming out of lower Marion was a uh, pretty impressive, you know? So just that, you know, growing, alongside a, a a huge personality like Shaquille O'Neal not really backing down either I mean that's just a true testament to his character and he played on some some pretty horrible teams you know um I'm from Arkansas so he he had Derek Fisher for a large part of his career and you know before I we started figuring out more stuff about Derek Fisher as a coach like as a player I love Derek Fisher you know he was one of the more um proud make me proud to be from arkansas type players you know what i mean so um kobe i rooted against him so much because when i first started watching basketball i became a phoenix suns fan who had another arkansas guy joe johnson on the team and you know that was a fun team to watch and kobe bryant really (laughs) caused heck for that team you know for lack of a better word and i i rooted against him most of his whole career you know i fell underneath that that umbrella of people who looked at the man as selfish but then ignored all the assist numbers that he recorded and you know ignored the defensive strengths that he had but um, when he left it was one of those feelings where like i respect i always respected his game it's like like you were saying earlier jerk it's hard to hard to watch kobe bryant and pick his game apart and find anything really wrong with it it's just that you hated when it was your when it was your team you know to lose to him basically and you know always he was fun to root against and i felt like that uh the um the um the commercial that we were talking about earlier where he was the conductor the maestro it was so fitting like that's exactly how my fandom was when he left you know like i've been hating you far too long to stop now like this is gonna be hard you know so um it's just crazy to me too because like as a father um i have four kids you know my most my my youngest child was born you know at the end of last month and you know a girl so i have two girls and man just it's tough i i can't explain everything or I'll, i'll literally start balling here but you know as a as a as a father to you know girls and just this to to go through what he went through with her i could man it, i gotta stop but um just you saw the love that he had for his family and um the love that he had for the game of basketball jerg you touched on it you know the WNBA. i could really see i could have seen him being an integral part of growing that brand you know just being a a spokesman for it and he had that cachet. He had the backing to be like, hey, if WNBA is good because Kobe Bryant says so, then it has to be good. 
you know, and then the stuff with Gianna, she was striving to go to UConn and then eventually be in the WNBA. And she's anything like her old man, she would have just killed it, you know? So sad that, that we didn't get to see that, but um, he did a lot of really, really impressive things. You know, we touched on the Academy award that he got for, you know, dear basketball and, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about how Kobe Bryant looked at the game of basketball, you know, yeah. people make fun of players today as looking at the game, as, as, you know, in anything else other than a game of basketball. But you look at that movie and you could see how a, a player like Kyrie Irving now says, you know, that basketball players are artists. It's because of what players like Kobe Bryant did and the way that he, you know, um, the rhetoric that he used to describe the game, you know, it's a, uh, it's a diligent craft, something that you always had to perfect. And that's how that's basically what the Mamba mentality was. And I've shared this before. I'll share it again because it's, you know, it's Kobe Bryant day here on the show. Uh, he inspired me to be basically where I am today, you know, without mm-hmm. And it's weird to say this and kind of like what you said earlier, Austin, I'm going to say this and it may sound weird, but y'all know what I mean when I do. Right. Um, if it wasn't for Kobe Bryant passing, I don't know if I would be podcasting right now. Um, you know, I was recording, <laughs> was recording my own podcast, just talking to myself and um, afraid to let people know. Um, one of the Kobe Bryant's more famous quotes was, if, if you're afraid of failure, then odds are you probably already did. And, um, you know, when he passed and I was just kind of I was going to make a show um, and not tell anybody about it. I was going to make a show and to basically to honor Kobe Bryant is basically just like a. Uh, you know, an audio journal at this point, you know, was my podcast. And, um, I was sitting around thinking of like the best way to honor, you know, Kobe Bryant, the mama mentality and things like that. And Austin, you said it earlier, like I never spoke to this guy. He has no, he has no idea who Steven Gillespie is. Right. But he mm-hmm. still inspired me. And, uh, I was like, well, what if Kobe Bryant did know who I was? You know, he knew that I was podcasting. I was afraid to tell people, I was like, man, Kobe would kill me. Kobe would just <laughs> beat the mess out of me right. for not for not going out and trying my best to 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 do what I'm doing today. And it's crazy in a roundabout way, but like it, his passing made me reflect on him as a man, uh, as a almost like a philosopher, you know, in a way, you know, that's basically what he was. And I was reflecting on the Mamba mentality and because of that, like I reached out and now I get to work with you fine gentlemen. I wouldn't know you guys if it wasn't for the passing of COVID. It was just crazy to think about, you know, just the way that life works, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steven, you, you talked earlier about your, your favorite Kobe Bryant commercial. I think mine might be the, um, the black Mamba like the Mamba mentality thing where he's like the motivational speaker and yeah. all the famous people are in the crowd Kanye. and they're saying stuff and he just Kanye keeps saying, yeah, Kanye West. And he yeah, just keeps more. saying these more and more ridiculous things and everybody's, he's just like, yep. And oh man, that, that's, yeah. that was one of my favorites for sure. And then I, I think, you know, probably be one of the, the coolest stories I remember about him. That's one of my favorite Kobe Bryant stories is about his daughter's team that he coached Mm -hmm. and how um, like two years before this tweet or this post, his team had lost by one point to another team in the finals and he of us of a big tournament. And he said, you know, Hey, we're going to come back and we're going to beat this team. And it was two years later to the day they beat him by like 120 points or something. Oh my goodness. It was unreal. And it, it was from his first season coaching to, to, you know, the last year before he passed. And, and it was just, you know, that kind of told you that kind of, to me, tells me everything I need to know about what he knew about the game of basketball, because I've tried to coach girls basketball before. It's, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. Um, It's a challenge to get everybody to, uh, to focus on one goal, let alone get that much better that fast. Um, So, you know, obviously what was weird about Kobe was I think if you just knew him from his playing days and just knew him as a competitor on the court, you would kind of think he was a little bit of a jerk and, and, and same could be said about his mentor, you know, right. Michael Jordan, and, right? But, but that's yeah. what I think was so great about the time that we did get of him after his career was because you started to see, okay, well, you know, everybody that ever talks about him has nothing bad to say about the guy. Like even yeah. the guys that he went out there on the court and, and embarrassed and killed and and beat at the Jalen Rose right? at their best, <laughs> yeah. right? 
exactly. And those guys still look up to him and like him and, and spoke well of him. And then you hear more stories about, you know, his life with his family and about coaching and, and everything. And you realize like he, he just was, you know, ridiculously competitive and he was just so focused on being the best that he could be. And I think that's kind of what, what everybody wants from themselves. You know, I think, I think if everybody could find something in their day to make themselves be a little bit more like he was and just in mindset and, and how he always wanted to be the best. I mean, I think everybody could take something away from that for sure. Yeah, whole, yeah, wholeheartedly agree. And one of my favorite memories, just real quick before we transition, um, <laughs> one of my favorite memories of him as a player was uh, Matt Barnes inbounding the ball yeah. and acting like he was going to hit Kobe uh-huh. right in the face with it. And Kobe was like, <laughs> try, try it. He didn't flinch. <laughs> try it. He like, didn't even he was blink, like, Right. Yeah. yeah. Like nose didn't like curl up, like wasn't bracing for anything. Didn't do it. Like he's ice in his veins. I love that memory. Like that's, that's almost scary because like, it's, it's just like a natural instinct to cover up or or at least try to move. You know, he, it was just like, it was something not human about him in that. In that, that was moment, in, that like. was instinct to Kobe, just like, all right, I right. dare you to do it. I dare you right. to do it. You, you know right. what's coming. You know what's coming if it happens. But um, <laughs> before we transition to our closing segment, guys, I just wanted to not only just pay tribute to Seku and Kobe, but um, you know, have the list of people that were in the helicopter with uh, you know, Kobe and Gianna. Everybody um talks about them and. You know, want to pay respects to the other people who were on that plane. So we have a uh, John Kerry and Alyssa uh, Altabelli, uh, Peyton and Sarah Chester, Christina Mouser, um, Ara uh, Zobayan. I'm I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but um, those that was everybody you know who was on the who was on that helicopter that day. So um, I, I hear people talk differently about you know you you should do this, you should do that, and my my philosophy is is man like people. People mourn differently. Um, it's okay to to look back on someone who had an impact on your life and 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 kind of mourn and grieve them. But I also want to pay respects to to other folks who were um, who were on that flight as well, and you know prayers and thoughts for their family as well. But uh, fellas, I just I really just want to thank you. Um, thank you for normalizing human emotion. That's the best way I can put it. You know yeah. because it's a uh, I know before even coming on the show, coach, you and I have spoke on it a little bit, you know, in depth. It's you were almost to the point to where you couldn't do a show like this, right? Yeah, because I did one the day after. It helped a lot. Like it's that was it was it was it was rough. Even doing it last year. We did it that Monday, the day after. But I would have had it I did it because I had I had a childhood friend that we loved basketball growing up. If it weren't for him, I probably wouldn't have done it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, well, again, I appreciate that. And Jerg and Austin, you too, you know, just, you know, helping normalize human emotion that it's okay, you know, because again, some people say, you know, you'd never like knew Kobe Bryant. He was just a guy on TV to you. And I'm not here to, you know, push back against those people because they're just looking at how we grieve differently, right? Because it's different from how they would do that. And not everybody has that empathy. in them and there's a whole list of reasons why that could be you know it may not even necessarily be their fault right but um just i want to thank you guys for coming on here and uh austin we'll close but before we do um couch and jerg we want to give you guys an opportunity to just kind of um say any closing thoughts you have and you know if you feel so inclined let the people know where they can where they can find you yeah, definitely appreciate you guys for having me on. This was like another, just like we did last year, it was a very therapeutic experience. Um, definitely uh, follow the podcast <laughs> on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the Couch Coach Live. Also check out the podcast on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, thank you, Coach. Jerg, how about yourself, man? Uh, yeah, like like Coach said, thank you guys for bringing me on as well. Like, just this is just a therapeutic thing. I remember when when it when this incident happened last year. It was on a Sunday. The very next day, I was off to work, and I worked at a college athletics department. And just the like in, in my little office where it was just me and my direct boss, our sports info director. Like, we were just. You know, so many days we we were like laughing about stuff about the college, about other stuff happening at other colleges. Like, I, I don't want to say it was dark or like we were down or anything, but it was just it was like that day was a different tone for both of us to where like 
he basketball wasn't his number one sport, but like we both like just it, it was such a different vibe last year. And like I remember us speaking a little bit about like how we loved Kobe and like what he did uh, on the court. Like it, like you said, Stephen, everyone grieves differently. Everyone handles it differently. And like for some people, like just just a little conversation goes a long way to talk about a guy who meant so much to so many different people that words will never do justice about what he meant uh, for for all of us. Uh, yeah, at, at, if anyone wants to follow, at JerkK40. Uh, these guys invite me on all the time. It's always an open invite, and I love, love doing the show. You. I love yeah. doing the show with these guys and everyone I've done it one with with at all. all the well, and thank you for coming on, man. And uh, people should, people should want to follow you because you're you're a pretty bright individual, and uh, even compared to Austin, which I didn't think that anybody was as bright as Austin, but you you well, hold your own up against them, so. <laughs> you know i am good at a lot of things but not everything yeah. um no guys thanks You're only for coming on also. yeah i know uh thanks for coming on guys and uh, just a couple things one this is this is kind of always my my therapy session when i when i get to come on here with you steven so it's always a good time it's always helps me get get you know get a smile on my face and think about better things usually um like the nba but um you know you may you guys may not know this about me, but um, I'm a crier. I uh, I cried when Han Solo died in Star Wars, so I don't I don't judge anybody for how they they let their emotions get the best of them when something like this happened. You know, I yeah. I definitely you know struggled with that as well. So um, it's it's not a bad thing to to get your emotions out, and I think a lot of times it's it's really a great thing. So yeah. just the fact that we had a chance to do this is awesome. So thank all three of you guys for being here. Well, yeah. and Austin, greatly appreciate everything that you do, man. You're, this show wouldn't be what it is. We probably wouldn't even be on the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio if it wasn't for, you know, you and I agreeing to do some work together, man. You're right. Uh, you're you're. Incredible. I was gonna say, don't give me all the credit. I think it's your. I think it's your voice that gets. <laughs> this is the it's the southern charm that probably mm-hmm. comes across in, in my voice. <laughs> all right, but um. Thank you, um, everyone who took the time and opportunity to watch and listen uh, here on, here at the Breaking the Game show on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. A big shout out to you, Coach. Big shout out to you, Jerk. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank we, you guys. Anytime I see you guys, it's always a, it's always a good day, even in the midst of uh, tough circumstances and situations. So, thank you for helping us untangle this and uh, you know, kind of normalizing human emotions, as I put it. But um, as for us at the Breaking the Game show, for our, our awesome special guest, for my co-host Austin, for myself, for the Off the Ball Network, where you can go to offtheballnetwork.com and get all your sports needs. For nothing but net for dash radio we've been the break in the game we will catch up to you guys next time much love everybody have a good one